Hi there, Eli. Um, so just in your time since you've been retired and as you get ready for this big day, which of course is historic in Giants history, and you were never going to talk about your own accolades, but have you had time to reflect on what you've meant to this franchise and this honor that they're bestowing to you on Sunday? You know, I, I think, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate this honor. I know it is extremely special. And, um, you know, I, I think I still try to just, you know, think back and think about all the wonderful times, all the wonderful coaches that I've had in my life, the wonderful teammates uh, that I've had in my life. And, it, and without them, without their uh, mentorship, without their friendship and, 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 you know, their abilities, this, this is not possible. It, it is, you know, even though, you know, it's my number, I think, um, you know, it is, it is kind of a celebration. I look at a celebration of all the teammates and the people who I threw touchdowns to and who blocked for me and defensive guys who helped us get wins. Um, uh, you know, football is such a team sport. And, and I, I always, you know, always talked about the quarterback probably gets too much credit when you win and maybe too much blame when you lose as well. But um, it is such an honor to just to have played my 16 years with the New York Giants and to be, um, you know, one of the 12 jerseys retired by this storied uh, franchise is, um, you know, it, it's probably hasn't kicked in that that is it's a reality quite yet. Respect. Eli, congratulations. Um, what, what would you like your legacy to be when, when people are looking back on your career with the New York Football Giants? You know what? Um, and I, I think just the availability. That's uh, something that I probably take most pride in, just the fact that, you know, I was, I was there week in and week out every week and to never, you know, miss a game because of injury or, or anything else. Um, you know, I think that that was always important to me to, um, I, I think you know, the players, res, you know, responded to that. They took great pride in that. And as it went on, I mean, they didn't want to be an offensive lineman, didn't want to be part of the group that got Eli, you know, hit or injured to, to you know, to miss a game. And in the games where I was banged up and I was, you know, had an injury, you know, I think those next weeks they blocked even harder just say, hey, you know, um, we got to keep him healthy and we don't want to make this worse. And so, I think they saw that. They saw that I wanted to be out there and, and that I, you know, I wanted to be out there at practice. And I think it, it, that, that was uh, hopefully contagious and the other guys were going to be out there and do everything they could to, to be there. And so that's something, you know, you can, there, there's only so much you can control uh, playing football. You cannot control the outcome of every single game. There's too many, um, you know, things that are out, out of your control, but you can, you know, control your desire and your heart and, and your, your willingness to do whatever it takes to be there uh, for your team and your organization and your teammates. Well done, Eli. Enjoy it. Thank you. Chris. Eli, first off, congratulations, man, on everything. Thank you. Eli, I'd like to talk about a guy who's obviously very big to you and Tom Coughlin, um, especially after the news that Coach Coughlin came out with last week with the health issues with his wife. If you don't mind, Eli, talk about, you know, you were a young pup coming into this league and Coughlin coached you through everything, um, you know, your feelings towards him. Yeah, you know, uh, don't, you know, can't say enough great things about Coach Coughlin and oh, so much of my success to him and his, um, you know, just the way he, he pushed me and he, 
um, you know, taught me this, the importance of, of preparation and hard work and, and team above self and just all the lessons um, that I learned. Um, and I feel that, you know, one of the, that's one of the great honors and privileges that I had uh, was being, being able to play under him for 12 seasons. And, um, you know, we still, we still talk. We still communicate. I, I still look at as at, at him as a mentor and and keep him in my life. And and I've talked about you know with him and with Judy and, and everything going on uh, in in his life. And I've known about it for a long time. And and um, you know I know it's you know seeing the struggles that he's he's going through. You know dealing with that. He's all of a sudden kind of has a different role um, going on right now with with him. But I think he as always. Um, you know, he's been open about it and he's you know, talked about it and he's, he's dealing with it and, and making the best of it. Thank you, Eli. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Canavan. Hey, Eli, how you doing? Well, you just talked about preparation and hard work and that kind of led into what I wanted to ask you about when you retired, were you prepared for the for retirement i mean had you thought out everything um or did you say i'm going to enjoy it and then we'll worry about what happens happens i knew i was ready to retire that's kind of the only thing i knew that it was i just uh, i was i was done that and i wasn't done a second guess i wasn't done a look back and and worry about it. I knew that I was, I was, I was ready to be done playing football. And then, and that when I look back on my time, I was just going to reflect on, on the good moments and the happy moments and the, and the, and the friendships I made and um, you know, the, the wins we got to celebrate and, and remember those things. And so, you know, I think it was, it was obviously such a strange time and I wanted to take time away, but, you know, football, to, you know, takes up a lot of your time during the season, during the off season at nights. And so I wanted to take a year off and, and just be around my, my family and see if there was anything else I knew I wanted to pursue or wanted to uh, be interested in and, and just, you know, kind of step away. And, and with the pandemic, it, it made it easy to do that because there weren't many options going on. And, and what I kind of realized is that, you know, I still, I still love the game. I still like, love, you know, prepping forward and watching film and analyzing and talking about it. You know, some people, when I'm around people, they're like, I hate to talk football with you. I said, that's, that's what I know. Like, I don't, I don't know business. I don't know how to read a spreadsheet. I don't know everything going on in the world uh, uh, all over the place, but I, you know, I, I know the game of football and I enjoy talking about it. So I think that's, um, I don't know if I was prepared exactly for, for everything going on, but, um, you know, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed, um, you know, having downtime. I've enjoyed coaching my kids and, and some of their sports leagues and, and I'm, I'm enjoying getting kind of getting back into the game, uh, this fall, you know, kind of with the giants and, and through doing, you know, Monday night football with, with Peyton. Um, I mean, I'm enjoying, uh, you know, getting a little taste of it and, and, and kind of getting slowly getting back into it, but, but not having to give all the time that I used to have to give. And the commercials. <laughs> yeah. Still, you know, still do a commercials and, and have, have time for that. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, those are always, always enjoyable, especially if I can do some uh, with my family or with my brothers. And um, you know, I, I think those are always kind of a way to, 
um, you know, kind of not take yourself too seriously and in a way to show your personality. And that was kind of how I did it a little bit while I was playing. And now I think it's another way just to continue uh, showing the lighter side of things. Don't leave me. <clears throat> Congratulations, Eli. Um, when I look at your career, one of the real oddities, Eli, is that you only had one home playoff win in this stadium where you're now going to have this great moment on Sunday. I'm curious if you think that's odd at all, that all your big games <laughs> just always seem to be not in this building, the games you remember for, the Super Bowls, the NFC Championship games. It's weird you only had the one home playoff win and kind of what you remember about that game specifically because the Falcons are obviously on the other side, that Matt Ryan's on the other side uh, of this game, just like they were in eleven. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why we always seem to try to make it more difficult on ourselves than it had to be, but that was kind of our style. We liked two-minute two minute drives at the end of the games to, to win, and, and you know, I, I guess we just uh, enjoyed, you know, enjoyed kind of creating the drama uh, of football, and I think that's what the fans wanted. I think we are just trying to please the fans and, and keep, keep the games interested. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it is, yeah, it is strange to have one playoff game, but – you know, I remember that one very well, that one win uh, at home versus Atlanta. And, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's you know, ingrained in the mind and just the feeling of, of, the, of the crowd and of the, you know, fans and, and everyone there. But, um, you know, obviously we would like to have more wins at home, uh, you know, dur during playoffs. But, you know, the ones on the road were still pretty special with, uh, with our teammates and, and those fans that traveled there for it. Justin. Hey, Eli, thanks for doing this. Have a two-part question for you. You referenced working with Peyton. Was wondering if the enjoyment level of broadcasting games with him has exceeded your expectations. And then the second half, what has been the most enjoyable part of retirement for you that has surprised you? Um, you know, I, I, I um, yeah, I mean, I think I've enjoyed, uh, you know, it was never a goal of mine to get into broadcasting. It wasn't like I got done playing football and I was like, I definitely want to hop right in the booth and, and start calling games. I kind of, you know, didn't necessarily think I would, I would want to do that. And, and a lot of it's because of, of the traveling and the be, you know, being gone every weekend calling games. And, and that's kind of what I, I wanted. I wanted my weekends back. That's something, you know, that I thought that's kind of part of the good part of, of retiring is to be around on weekends and go to sporting events and coach my kids. And so, uh, but I've enjoyed like doing a Monday night. I, I mean, I got to, have dinner with my kids on Monday night and then, you know, go down and, and call the game. And so, um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed that aspect. And, and again, just getting back into the game, uh, you know, getting the, you know, break down film, kind of get to, you know, talk X's and O's with my brother, which he explains it, but then uh, try to explain that to the fans. And, and I think just doing it in this more relaxed way where I don't have to, I mean, I, I don't know the name of every single player, on the field. I don't know who the left guard is, um, you know, for the, for the Baltimore Ravens, you know, uh, necessarily. And so, you know, I think just, Hey, I'm, it's how I would watch a game, what I would say, what I would say, what I would notice, you know, and if I could rewind, Hey, I would want to rewind certain plays and look at things to explain it to someone who might not know what's going on. And so I've enjoyed that. And I think with just with retirement, I've enjoyed, you know, a lot of it's just, yeah, just kind of, you know, being around my kids' uh, sporting events. I never really got to do, missed a lot of those on the weekends um, over the years. And, and 
you know, wasn't ever able to coach or do those things. I think just being a part of, uh, a part of that with them and, 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 um, you know, just enjoy being around their friends. I didn't know a lot of their friends and, uh, get to, you know, be around them and, and have some fun with them. Jordan. Hey, Eli, congrats, man. Thank you. I'm just curious when you look back on the totality of it all, uh, how much does that, uh, first Super Bowl, the, the, you know, the game winning drive there, how much does that kind of help, create what your legacy has become? I mean, how big a part of that? And what do you kind of remember about that? What are we at 14 years later or so? Yeah. I mean, that whole, that whole playoff stretch was, um, you know, probably very, very important in, in the, you know, in, in my career of 07 and, and, and coach Kaufman's, you know, we were probably both on the, on that, that line of, Hey, do these guys have what it takes or not? And, um, you know, that stretch of, of winning those playoff games and going into Green Bay and then, you know, uh, yeah, of course, you know, going against, you know, what would, you know, could be known as the greatest team of all time and that, you know, 07 Patriots team in, in the Super Bowl and, and be able to beat them. And, and I think it, you know, um, there have been kind of glimpses of good and some bad and all, all that, some ups and downs. And I think, um, you know, that kind of just proved that, hey, you know, he can – he can play well in, in the biggest moments. And that's something we were able to do quite a few times. And, and so, um, you know, it was uh, obviously a, a unbelievable feeling and, um, you know, and you, you, you know, it's something you just share with, with your teammates, you see your teammates from, from those, from that 07 uh, team. And it was just a, a very special bond. A lot of us came in together with O'Hara and Chris Snee and I mean, Dave Deal had been one year before and, you know, Cree McKenzie had just joined. And so you kind of had a lot of guys that were young coming in together, Brandon Jacobs, and, um, you know, to kind of stay together and go win a championship was was very special. And you just can, you know, have a, a special connection and bond with those players and those coaches from, from that season. I'm right. Eli, they're retiring number 10. Can you – can you take us back to the genesis of it? I know you were 18 in high school and, and obviously that was retired when you got to college. Do you remember the first time you were given number 10 and, and why you picked it or why it was picked for you? Uh, yeah. You know, when I went to Ole Miss, um, you know, it's kind of, Hey, what, what numbers are available a little bit. They asked me if I wanted to wear 18 at Ole Miss. It was, it, you know, it had, it was already retired from my dad wearing it. They said they would, take it out of retirement and let me wear it. I said, no, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And I can't remember what the options were, maybe 14 or, or some single digits, but I'd never been a single digit number. And, and so I just, I'd never worn, I think I, I kind of said I'd never worn number 10 before. I don't think I ever, ever had it, you know, at any league or level uh, growing up. Um, and so I said, you know, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go 10. I kind of like it. And so uh, picked it from there and, and wore it out to college. And, and when I got to the Giants, um, Jeff Fiegels was number 10. And I remember just, I mean, on the way from, um, you know, the, where I was drafted, Madison Square Garden, you know, kind of going to Giants State and be welcome was on, you know, someone had Fiegels on the, on the line. And we worked out a deal real quick for a trip to Florida. Um and, you know, I, you know, if it was going to be easy and simple, not a big story, then I said I'd do it. If it was going to be, you know, something outrageous, I, I probably would have moved on and, and found a number, another number. I, I didn't know what was available at the time, but it was very easy. And, um, and if I, I said if I could keep it, I'd, I'd like to keep it. And, 
and uh, you know the rest is history. We'll take three more. Patty Glauber Schwartz. Patty. Eli, congratulations on this tremendous honor. Um, just kind of curious, when you first come into the league, obviously you don't have expectations. You don't know how things are going to go. You know how you'd like them to go and whatnot. But when you look back over your career, can you just talk a little bit about the growth you experienced as a person, you know, not as a football player, you know, we know about the records, but as a person, the maturity that you went through, through the ups and downs and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, yeah. I mean, you come into the NFL and you're, you're 22 or 23 years old and, and just the, um, you know, I, I think my mindset when I first got there is you all of a sudden you come into that locker room and you see Amani Toomer and Michael Strahan and Luke Pettigrew and Tiki Barber and these guys who have had success and these guys um, who are, you know, big personalities and these, you know, guys that have families and have kids, you're like, you know, holy cow, like I'm not, I'm not in college anymore. In college, you're all the same age. You're all, you know, kind of going through the same issues. And now you're with some, some grown, some grown men. And, um, you know, my, my take was, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to, uh, you know, be in early. I'm going to stay late. I'm going to try to, you know, ask good questions when, when I need to, and, and just try to earn the respect of my teammates by, by just, you know, uh, being dependable, showing up and, and trying to do all the right things and, and, and earn, earn it through just being tough and taking hits and getting up and, and being there every, every week. And I think that was kind of, kind of the mentality, you know, all 16 years, I wanted to earn the respect of my teammates. And even, you know, the, you know, year 15, when you have rookies coming in, I wanted them to see how I was working and how I was preparing and, and how important it was to me. And I wanted them to see, yeah, this is a guy, who's you know 15 or 16 years into it, and he's still grinding and still asking questions and he's engaged in every meeting and so I think that was always always the mindset and the mentality and and but as you get older you also want to be a mentor and help those uh, younger people learn and and have success and to you know reach their um you know their full potential thank you uh, Eli congratulations um you were talking earlier about you knew you were done, um, but you still wanted to take a year away uh, from football. And I'm curious, and I just had one follow after that. I'm curious if you, uh, at the end of that year, kind of felt rejuvenated, recharged, would you have considered playing again if the opportunity presented itself? No, no I, I don't think, you know, uh, you know, you've seen a few guys take the year off and come back and Gronk is obviously doing it. And Jason Witten did it and, but you know, there was no no interest in in coming back. I saw, I saw the hits the quarterbacks were taking, and I said, I'm not, I do not want to experience that anymore. I, I like how I feel every every Monday morning when I wake up, and it and you know, and it's not just the hits, it's just everything. Uh, you know, I enjoy the preparation. I could have gotten back into you know that part, but just just the losing, just the, the everything, um, just the grind of it all. I, I, I think I just, I don't know if I could have um, totally got back into all that. And, and, and more of this, yeah, the, the losses just hurt more. They, they affect your sleep. They affect your week. It affects family life with my wife and kids. And it just got, it just got too much. And so I, I, I like, you know, watching, watching the games and I root for the giants and I, you know, I feel for them, um, you know, after a loss, but, 
you know what, I, I, I go to bed very easily on Sunday nights and, and wake up and, and you know, uh, feel good about the upcoming week. And it's not something that that lingers, you know, for three or four days like it used to. Then do you think if is it possible if you guys were winning, you would have continued playing? Um, well, I mean, you know, hey, that's just you know, with with the contracts and, and you know, a contract was up and it was just time. It was time to be done. So I, I wasn't wasn't playing at the level I used to, you know, used to be playing. And so it was just time to, to hang it up and, and said I had I had a good run and and now it's time to be done. OK, sorry, just what, with your New York connection uh, with your your dad, was there a connection with him that you knew about with the Giants? that meant a little bit more for you playing your entire career here? You know, um, you know, my dad, obviously, uh, you know, I, you know, my dad uh, grew up listening to the Giants on the radio just because of Charlie Connerly. Charlie Connerly is a great quarterback. He played for Ole Miss, came to the New York Giants, played his 15 years uh, with the Giants at quarterback. And so uh, I think it's pretty neat kind of that, similarities that Charlie Connerly and, and I had and I won the Charlie Connerly award two times when I was at Ole Miss for the best you know football player in the state of Mississippi and had a relationship with a uh, friendship with with his wife Perry Ann Connerly who just just passed away a few months ago and so I think um, you know my dad always kind of knew about the New York Giants you know growing up and it was one of his dad's favorite teams because of Charlie Connerly but um, you know, just kind of didn't know all those things really until a little bit later, really until I got to the Giants and got to talk to, you know, him about that and hear some of the stories and, and learn a little bit more about Charlie Connerly and, and kind of his, his uh, you know, his playing career with the Giants. Last one here, Paul Schwartz. Hey, Eli, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Um, when, when you, um, this is after all a, a, a Jersey retirement uh, celebration. Um, um, all those years when you saw all the tens out there, you know, you see them in parks and in malls and certainly at the game. Uh, what were you thinking then? And what do you thought was your obligation to the people wearing the tens? And now when you still see them, when you go out, I'm sure there's still a lot of them out there. Um, what do you think you'll think about now, knowing that there's a 10 there, but no one else will ever wear that again. Um, you know, it's just, it, it, it's just uh, such a, such a tremendous honor. And, uh, and I'm just honored. I and mean, I'm kind of speechless about it. Just, you know, think, thinking about um, that scenario and, and the, the fact that that's happening. It was kind of never, uh, never the thought, you know, that was, you know, when I, when I started my first game, you know, 17 years ago uh, versus the Falcons, you know, it, it was not the thought that, hey, my jersey's definitely getting retired with the New York Giants. You know, I got this thing figured out. And so it's just surreal. And to, to go there and, and just, you know, travel, go to the game that week one and see Giants, you know, number 10 jerseys, you know, I, you know, I always, as I was driving in, I always see a couple, you know, uh, other friends and teammates jerseys still around. I take a picture and send it to them. If I see a number 60 or a number 51 and Diasi or, you know, Chris Snee and some of those guys or Brandon Jacobs. So they're still, you know, still, uh, still out there and still um, a lot of fans. So it's just a, um, it's going to be special. It's going to be a very emotional day and kind of one last farewell to all those fans uh, wearing number 10 and, and all them that were, you know, supported me during my time with the Giants continue to support me. And so 
I just appreciate their their loyalty and their support through all these all these years.